Excuse me. Has anybody seen That was a joke about the world being flat, right? Was it? Why does it seem like the further we go back in history, the more advanced we were? You're telling me people were so primitive they took a hammer and chisel and made this? President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. When we were successful, we were We had a real chance at this new world order. Welcome back, fellow truthers, to another episode of White Rabbit. I'm one of your hosts, Catalyst Jones, and in the co-pilot seat with me, you know him, you love him. It's Sean Chris from Kill the Mockingbirds. What is up, brother? Shit, just chilling, man. We uh, we got a different show for you guys today because, uh, you know, the conspiracy junkies that we are, we're going to get away from the news a bit and dive into what really makes, uh, makes our dicks hard. So... Uh, we're gonna Whoa. get in. We're gonna get deep, deep into conspiracies. We have the occult rejects on the show with us today. New York Patriot and Lux, welcome to the show, gentlemen. Let's go. I don't know if I want to talk about occultism now. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> thanks for having us on, man. I'll keep my hands where you can see. <laughs> well, we're gonna talk like this today. <laughs> yeah, what kind of hoes are you talking about? Dying? We do Mason <laughs> symbols now. We should be all acting like Mason. <laughs> Oh, don't even try and play that shit, New York Patriot. You, yeah, I'll send you some shit all the time, and you'll be like, oh, man, that research made it twitch. So you, you don't, don't, don't pretend you're different, man. I've said that, and shit just made it skip. <laughs> so what's up, guys? Uh, how long have you been doing your show? I'd say about a year and a half now, right? Uh, we are, yeah, just hitting our one and a half year anniversary of starting the occult rejects it's been an awesome ride and uh honestly it's been unbelievable it's just been awesome so yeah so i was i was um you know doing my research on you guys i first heard of you guys uh not to bring up a sore subject but i first heard you guys on tinfoil hat and i was like wow i want to i want to know more about these guys um you know and, and so i go to your um instagram page it says x member of the oto and x member of the golden dawn who are fed up with the human race being manipulated by magic and secret Ooh. societies so with people with people that don't really know and you, and you talk about magic and stuff they automatically assume like harry potter or you know shit like that is that is that accurate i mean you can i mean i had a wand and i had a robe so I guess you can look at a little Harry Potterish, but oh, okay, <laughs> you, you threw me off. That is not the answer that I was expecting. So <laughs> that's why I said it too. So, but, I mean, some people do make jokes. I mean, in all actuality, I mean, maybe I'm not. I mean, I'm not at some fancy school like that, but I do do have fucking. I probably still have them too, actually, somewhere in the closet. I do have ones that I made. I mean, I did use. I had tons of shit set up. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> And a lot of like just and that is part of magic you know it's um integral to both the oto and the golden dawn at least you know making wands and things like that but it's just one aspect of it and typically like when we look at media when we look at movies and shows the way they depict magic is always in that like very 
Harry Potter-esque style. Um, so yeah, that is one small part of it, but magic is such a huge subject that some of the most important subjects of the occult get overlooked um, because you know those in the know, they like to push a certain narrative about what magic is so that the public doesn't look into it too much further. They just have this like idea of what they think it is. And then they just they're settled on it. They dumb because it down then you could play, because then you could play a part in it, right? Like as far as the public, they could play in a part in it with unwillingly, unknowingly what they're doing. Like a lot of people were talking about how like a lot of the uh, you know four chan guys that got into that meme magic. They were calling it meme magic, and people believe right. that it did have a lot of like an effect on what was going on. And when they seen Trump win, that they really felt like, oh, we did it. And then like I think people buy into it and it kind of gives it power. I mean, memes really are just could be like. I think that's like kind of a form of magic in itself, to be told. Yeah. I mean, it's like basically trying to, I mean, you know, I remember when I first heard of memes going back, you know, fucking long time ago. I was like, what the fuck is that? Asking like one of my friends, I was like, you know, I'm big on computers. So I knew that they would know, you know, their head was always in a computer and they're like, oh, like the best way they try to explain it to me. It's like, I think they even use the word themselves. If I remember correctly, they said it's kind of like an archetype or an idea that you're just trying to put into form. It's fucking magic in its sense, too, right there. What's the difference uh, between magic with a K and magic with a C? Oh, look, you want to take that one and then I'll go. I mean, a lot of times I, I personally think that, that that whole subject kind of gets overblown, really. Um, I mean, um, magic with a C. And again, it depends on whoever, whatever order you ask. They'll all tell you something different. So it gets lost in the weeds a lot, but magic would be more of like a, I would say a outward, outward expression of your magic. So you're trying to bring something towards you, um, talismans, sigils, whereas magic with a K, I think is uh, more centered around looking inward through a process of uh, what they call the great work and figuring out how to take out all the bad stuff within your mind and your heart that you don't like, and then transforming it into things that are much more productive um, than was there in the first place. And so again, though, you ask anybody, they're going to tell you something different. New York Patriot, did you want to, you want to take? Uh... Um, I really, no, I think he said it pretty well. I mean, the, the K I just think just means it's like a little bit more, yeah, I would say it's more of inward actually work. I mean, to, to, to get to get to where I think the K could take you, you'd have to do like inner work more, I think, than than the outer shit. Right. <clears throat> yeah. It's much, it's much more, I think, you start getting into like really fucking with your mind and like reprogramming. I read a lot of Lester Crowley books and he always spelled it with a K. So I was just curious, like, what was the difference between Disney and a Lester Crowley? Um, Probably I'm, not much, actually. Yeah, no, not much, <laughs> honestly. Uh, uh, so I'm curious, and I'm sure everybody else is, um, what what made you guys want to get into the occult in the first place? I'll, I'll just go real quick. I grew up believing, you know, in ghosts and UFOs and shit as a kid. So, I mean, like I was already open to that stuff as I got older. And then eventually, uh, God, it was like around 2010 or before, you know, I started getting into conspiracies and stuff. And uh I quickly got into like a lot of the occult stuff and thought that occultism, you know, and secret societies and magic had an influence in what's going on in the world. 
because I kind of already believed that stuff existed as a kid. Like I believed like magic and you know the aliens and UFOs and all that weird shit, paranormal, all exists. You know, I believe it was possible. So uh, I, I did get into that heavily. And then eventually I was just like, you know, like I hear all, all I'm doing, I'm, I'm chasing these names and all these, these fucking orders and what styles of magic and all this shit, trying to figure out who, who started what and who did this. And I'm like, this isn't getting me anywhere with actually knowing what the fuck magic is. It's, it's, I could be chasing fake names. I question if Alistair Crowley was even like who the fuck he really was. If he was just... Uh, 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 like, uh, you know, a face, a face and a name and some triggering things to say. Right. Well, so like, I eventually was like, well, I'm never really going to know about how the fuck magic works or what it does unless I actually start learning it or learning about it instead of chasing names and orders and who did what and who's in what country. So I started to do that for the main reason of just like trying to keep myself out of the matrix. And I did actually, you know, in that I, I, I assume you'll become like a better person regardless. But it was really just to try to stay out of the bullshit and like live my life the best that I can. You know, that's what got me into it originally. Awesome. Lux? Uh, so yeah, from a very early age, I was raised in a very traditional Christian family. I went to church four or five times a week. And I started to see some weird things in the Bible that made me question what they meant. Uh, certain verses about the matrix or uh, the Nephilim or um, the miracles of Jesus. And so I would, I would talk to the pastor about it and try to get answers to what these things meant at a deeper meaning instead of just sort of the general message that's kind of talked about in church. And it was, uh, he was very evasive about it. He didn't want to go too deep into it. And so I was, you know, made me even more curious about those subjects. And growing up, I have a particular member of my family that has a lot of very paranormal uh, events that happen at their house and around them. And uh, yeah, from an early age, because of those factors, I got curious about what was outside of the narrative and things that were hidden from from uh, just you know curiosity about what's hidden so yeah if like fast forward to i guess it would be 2000 and like seven or eight i started to get into conspiracies looking at um you know like stuff like 9 11 right like uh, just the very basic stuff initially and it just got deeper and deeper and deeper until eventually like new york patriot said i wanted to figure out what magic was for myself and uh decided to check out different orders and eventually landed on the golden dawn for the sole purpose of i wanted to have the same tools that whoever was controlling these world events right obviously they were very effective at it they still are uh, to create change and narratives and like public opinion I wanted to be able to shield myself from that by understanding occultism. So I put in an um, application, and about a year later, uh, I was a member of the Golden Dawn. So that's crazy. So you just, um, do you just go online and look at these websites, and then you can put in an application? Yeah, that's kind of what I did with the uh, Thelema. And, and then I actually didn't even go to the first um, meeting because. I started experiencing things that it was a, a not 
comfortable for me. And so then I just quit fucking around altogether. So did you guys, what, what, if you don't mind me asking what, what thing did you hit up? You said, was it an OTO or a thelemic thing? It was a thelemic thing. They had gatherings like every Thursday um, here in Sacramento at, uh, I, I believe it was just at somebody's house. And I started uh, talking with them because I was interested in it. And I was deep into uh, Led Zeppelin and Lester Crowley. And I wanted to know magic. I wanted to know the secrets and where we come from and how. how like I, that wasn't even like a real like kind of organized order. It was just like a bunch of people meeting up and talking like Philemic stuff. I'm assuming so, because like I said, I didn't even go to the first meeting, man. Something inside of me just told me that this wasn't right. So I just didn't go. Mm. Um, did you guys find the, the answers to the questions you were looking for? Oh, I, you, you know what? I'll probably say I found answers to questions I never even thought of. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think it, it, the whole situation really at the end of my magical career, uh, my idea of what magic was going into it and what it was coming out of it was completely different. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess I found what I was looking for and then some and shit that I didn't even expect, put it that way. Really? Yeah. And that's more or less what made me leave the Golden Dawn because it's, you know, when you look at like the Golden Dawn, OTO, all these different orders, they're, they're, they're very different in many ways, like Masons or Rosicrucians, Shriners, they all have like a different approach to um, membership. And for the Golden Dawn, I will tell you right off the bat that it is this very mystical order that makes you jump through a bunch of hoops to understand the knowledge. It's very, it's very uh, curriculum based. It's, it's similar to going to like college. Um, and the moment that I had questions about certain things, I would notice a trend of the people who were in charge didn't want to help me out discover what my questions were about. And I was thinking to myself, well, holy shit, this is the same thing I just experienced, you know, years before in the church where there was this gatekeeping of information. It's like, if I have questions, just someone shoot me straight. Like, don't put it into this crazy allegory that's so complicated and ridiculous, you know, that it, it makes it more complicated than it needs to be. So that's kind of the first signs of uh, the gatekeeping of information inside of occult orders that made me decide that it's just, and other things, but uh, that decided I I just didn't want to be there anymore. Well, I'm glad you guys got out of it. Um, So everybody, everybody's talking about CERN right now. And I don't know if you guys have seen, um, I haven't seen, the ritual that they did a couple days ago, but I saw the old ritual before they flipped the switch and it looked, uh, it it was very um, dark, I would say. And I'm curious, a lot of uh, truthers and conspiracy junkies like myself are thinking that they're trying to open up these portals and that there's like a much more nefarious thing going on to it. Um, Are they in any way um, tied in with any of these orders? Or are they just scientists trying to figure out what the fuck is going on? I mean, in my opinion, um, it's funny because we do have someone um, who we've done podcasts with before on the Occult Rejects. He's got a great show. Uh, He's come on a a bunch of times and he seems to think um, that 
there's not much wild stuff going on at CERN because he's got a family member that kind of works there and debunks a lot of the misconceptions around it. But for me, just independently of that, when I look at CERN and I've, I've been researching it for a while, I think that there is something definitely nefarious about CERN and the uh, particle physics that they're doing there, especially along with all the other research um, that we've done on the podcast. They, it always goes deeper than what they tell you. They always will say, we're looking for this particle. We're looking for this. Now, CERN just started up after three years of being dormant. And I believe that was on the 5th. Yeah. Right. Now, the following day, you have the Georgia Guidestones fall. So to me, when I look at these different events, and then, okay, on the 4th. So the 4th, you have the massacre in you know, there's mass shooting in Chicago at this parade. Then the next day, CERN starts back up. And the day right after that, then the the guidestones fall. So I look at it as this being a ritual of events um, that signifying, a, you know, a cult meaning that a lot of people won't pick up. And, uh, but yeah, as to answer the question about CERN, I I do not like what they're doing there, and it it uh the search for the god particle, the like all the wormhole stuff that they get into, the rituals that they show on all of their uh like you know promotions for CERN, obviously rituals. It's way deeper than just them, you know, trying to figure out, uh, you know, basic physics. So yeah, yeah plus that a ritual like um that someone caught on camera like with the cell phone camera. They were in front of that Sheba statue and they were like in rope. Who's to say that they were certain employees? We don't know that for sure, but it's pretty uh, weird how the guy just caught it. They were all in robes and it was like a, a fake human sacrifice. But not to mention the Georgia Guidestones fell on 7-6, also on George W. Bush's 76th birthday. Mm-hmm. Also, like, look at the top right corner at the timestamp. It blew up at exactly 3.33 a.m. No, no, I was wrong about that. It was 403. 4.03 33 seconds. Oh. Yeah, I actually posted something about that on Twitter. Uh, if, from, I, I don't know, let me see, I'll tell you real quick. At that time, when that happened, I had the thing up in front of me. I'm going by Atlanta, Georgia. Now, I don't know exactly, I didn't put in exactly yeah. latitude. From 3.19 a.m. to 4.07 uh, a.m. was uh, the hour of Mars. And since the sun didn't come up yet, even though it was a Wednesday morning, that is still the planetary schedule for Mars because the sun hasn't rose yet to change the, the next day, technically. Sounds a little weird, but um, like when the sun rises, that's when like the next planetary day would start. Right. Um, so since the sun hasn't rose yet, it's still technically, if I was to be doing that, if I wanted to invoke Mars on Tuesday, which is also for Mars, I would do that. At, uh, I could do that at 407, anywhere between 319 and 407 a.m. Uh, Wednesday morning, technically. So for us retards, what does invoking Mars mean? Uh, could be, it could go from one extreme to the next. Uh, you could use it for courage and passion. You could use it for, uh, you know, defense. You could use it for destruction, chaos, war, uh, change. So endless possibilities. Yeah, but I mean, I think, you know, I mean, we saw the guys so come down. 
right kind of, um, yeah. kind of goes along with it i do want to play a clip actually <laughs> uh excuse the music in the background but um and, and it's kind of a long one it's about two minutes but i like uh this guy's take on it and sean i think you might know this guy by now you may have heard that the georgia guidestones as of 4 a.m this morning were destroyed some official reports early on said that it was an earthquake that caused it, but after looking into it and seeing surveillance footage of it, it was for sure an explosion that destroyed part of it. What are the Georgia Guidestones, you may ask? Well, I'll go into a brief history before I tell you what I think that happened. In 1979, a man using the pseudonym Robert Christian approached a local granite company and asked for them to make the structure for him on a five-acre plot of land. Christian said that he represented a contingent of loyal Americans and he wanted this finished as soon as possible. The granite company thought he was a nut job and gave it an exorbitant price for them to complete it, to which he agreed upon. The structure was finished a year later and was presented to a group of about 200 to 300 people and it had some very interesting stuff etched in the stone. There were 10 guidelines etched in eight different languages in the stone. I won't go into all of them here, but a couple of the weirder ones were to unite humanity under one new language and keep the population of humanity at 500 million. And you can see how that might give people like myself a little pause. But the interesting thing is it being destroyed now. The interesting thing was when it was built, it was said to be able to withstand catastrophic events. Well, how do you explain what happened now? And right now there's a large contingent of people super happy, acting like they did something, thinking that some rogue element was going against the system. Let's not get caught up in the game, guys. There's a lot going on here we need to unpack. You got CERN cranking back up right now, and they've got a lot going on there that they're not telling us about that could be coinciding with some things that are going on just like the Georgia Guidestones. Coupled with other crazy events going on worldwide that I won't mention here, make it seem kind of ritualistic in a way. Best thing for us to do right now is don't get caught up in all the mayhem. That's what they want us to do with this situation. Well, also too, you know, like that uh, that mass shooter in uh, uh, Illinois, he was awake the rapper, and then CERN had a 2016 like uh, uh, awake uh, experiment. You know what I mean? So it's like all these correlations always like it. It always seems like the symbolism's like out there. You know what I mean? Whether it has something to do with it or not, like they're actually, you know what I mean? Like when I saw the Georgia Guidestones fall, like I, I immediately was I got like 9/11. Um, like the feeling 9-11 of how it like and then nobody knows like where's the bomber where's the guy where's the picture of the person blowing it oh but you only got and it looked like a d like one of those direct energy weapons that like hit it so it's like it I just feels like a false that. flag yeah it was like even if that was real well for one i just didn't understand like you know that's the only footage that shows up yeah uh if you don't have the person planting it then it had to have been a rocket or a fucking direct energy weapon mm -hmm. Fuck's sake. Right, and the only footage they show is like a car driving away, which is I'm like, you could have just fucking pulled up like a truck and thrown some chains on one of them and just like fucking drove away with that. Like yeah. you didn't have to shoot a rocket. But <laughs> like, I did see uh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Lux. I was just gonna say there's a, a, a one clip that I've seen where there is what looks to be like a makeshift trash can that's been placed slightly behind uh the back right pillar. And uh, that explodes, but yeah. 
Um, on the guidestones, it says time capsule uh, buried six feet underneath to be opened, and then it's blank. And I'm wondering if that time capsule has anything to do with uh, CERN flipping the switch back on. And nobody's really talking about this time capsule thing. And I thought it was very interesting because I was excited. I was one of those people. He was like talking, like we did something. I'm like, I thought we did something. I thought some rogue truther was like, fuck these people and <laughs> blew that shit up. And then I was like, oh, they're just going to rebuild that one pillar. And then when I saw him bulldozing it, then I started thinking, are they trying to get to that time capsule? And what and and what it could be. I mean, this is all speculation, obviously. To me, it's uh, just all like a a setup. Like even with uh, the awake rapper guy, like like even that right away when I saw that he was a rapper and supposedly like kind of a truther, but kind of not. Like you know what I mean? They he wasn't like deep on anything. Like if you hear his, I listen to a lot of his music. Like going through the stuff, he like kind of taught like dabbled in conspiracies. But I think it's just to label anybody that questions anything uh, to be a conspiracy terrorist you know what i mean that's the ultimate goal is that like hey these guys are bad don't listen to them and i think that muddies the water so that when we try to get truth out there or try to have discussions that that's what it's about is to alienate us so that we're right away when we say oh don't listen to that guy he doesn't know what he's talking about right and and the reason i wanted to bring that up i didn't really want to get into current events but the re reason i bring that up is because it's another one of these events that seems very ritualistic and and has some occultic ties to it um you got 9-11 you got this i mean there's everything that we go through seems to have some sort of a, a ritualistic feel to it and and i was really hoping to get your guys's take on it and i think i think you probably are just speculating just as much as we are though yeah i mean one thing I'll, I'll say, though, and I know Lux added, he posted stuff about it himself yesterday as well. I know you got into, like, the highways and the numbers, but, I mean, even, like, you had Flight 77 and 9-11. You had Highway 77, and then you have Libra. Libra Oz is also 77. Books say, you know, Libra 77. So, like, you see, like, a lot of that, and then, to me... This is, I almost look at this pretty much as the same way as I look at Ukraine. As soon as I saw that there was Nazi symbols, I know there's occultism and magic going on. So I can't trust any of it that I really see because I have no idea if it's being presented, if it's real or not, because it could all be just a mindfuck. So like this thing, I mean, yeah, there's definitely, I think there is a, there's tons of occult ties to it that make sense. And I'm sure not all of them can be a coincidence and there is some sort of shit going on here. But for all I know, it's just like, Let's say like somehow this all kind of went down to like thalamic magic. It's like, all right, this was just a thalamic mindfuck for people. That's all. That's all it was. Just people fuck mindfuck now over this. That's, it, that's all it was meant to do. And, and it could just be we used all that fucking shit. So it was a signature on what style and who the fuck did it. That's all. I have no idea. But I know that once I start seeing enough correlations, I mean, yeah, I'll pay attention to a little bit, but not enough because I really, I already know it's being done probably by occultists. So how the fuck do I know what's real and what's not? Right. When you have the Azov Battalion, which are Nazis, sending fucking footage to American news companies, CNN, Fox, and MSNBC is showing their fucking footage on TV. So, like, you know, big chunks of the fucking country are actually being showed by Nazis what's going on in Ukraine. And, and nobody fucking realize realizes that. that. Yeah. It's just a mind fuck. Yeah, my neighbors. You no, know, they love showing them shooting shit fight. down with fucking helicopters and destroying shit. Who the fuck knows if it's real? Well, some of it, it isn't. I mean, we know no, I know, but some of the shit they show could just be fake and just to be terrorizing people in the mind. We would sure. never know because we're not there. 
Right. And I feel like maybe uh, s- s- things that happen with like with the, the Guidestones, for instance, just now, I feel like they give us these tiny little what we think are wins just to pacify us, to keep us from rising and, and keep us. Yeah. And so they, they can keep moving on with their whole freaking agenda and everything. Well, that way they keep us sides, right? Like that's the same thing with the whole polarization of the political parties. Like you want to like, you don't want everybody to be like, man, it's, is this all bullshit? They wanted you to believe in like, oh, we got it. Or like, hey, look, we're getting a little bit wins. Or so you can keep that divide. Like I feel like uh, when we talk about magic or anything like that, I think really the magic is within us. And that's what manifestation is. That's what like what we believe. That's why I tell a lot of people the real red pill is like figuring out yourself and like uh, we talk about a lot about like, you know, the Bible and how like it's more metaphysical than people really, you know, think it's not just stories that there's actually metaphysical things that human beings can do. And I think the more we united, the more we're on that same wave, you know, that hundred monkey theory, like where we're on that same wavelength. I think that's what they fear. And I think that's why they constantly keep us, uh, you know, on different sides. Well, and, and look at it. So I'll be devil's advocate. I'll take a, a slightly different side here. What if both truths are real at the same time, right? Because think about it from an occult perspective. They are imploding the pillars, which is a deep occult meaning that's going to, you know, introduce chaos and things like that. Meanwhile, the conspiracy community is praising and, and, you know, posting everywhere, happy that the pillars are falling unbeknownst to those people celebrating it they are they are participating in the ritual with the occultists too because Mm. now you've given them the approval of what you what you seem to be is good in your mind but meanwhile it was part of the occult plan from the the people who built it in the first place so you know it's it's possible that some of it is you know absolutely planned out and a lot of us fell into the, the hole of just thinking it was a good thing but you're celebrating an occult ritual that these these bad guys pulled off that's some fuck yeah. that shit, man well that would be the mind kind of harness your energy right yeah. just a mind fuck that's all it is what, what, exactly? what were you gonna say sean i didn't mean to talk about no i was saying that no i was saying uh uh, then they can harness our energy. That makes sense, Lux. I kind of like agree with that in a, in a way because we, even though we might be like, yeah, like they are, they're still harvesting that energy towards what whatever way they want us to go. You know what I mean? Like you said. Well, and it's giving our approval too, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You should look at it and be like, oh, I'm glad that wasn't my house and keep it moving. Yeah. That's well, exactly. Like, what I look take. At it is isn't there four towers that fell on 9/11, and then there's four pillars? Like it just felt like another oh, symbolism. Oh, is and three? another thing I thought that was weird about that too is that it technically it was like it had that middle pillow, but then there was like five things around it, right? Or, That's what like the Georgia Guidestones. It was kind of like almost a pentagram shape in itself, too. Yeah. Go, go along with Mars. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't even realize that or, or think to count like the pillars and, and see if that would have anything to do with it. Um, so and then two came down. Yeah, it's just very. I definitely think it's definitely uh, you know, cult or there's something going on with that magic wise. Yeah, I, I agree. I think there's something that, that we may not know exactly. Yeah, there was four, there was four, uh, four stones. I just looking it up right now. There was four uh, on each side and then that middle pillar, you know what I mean? And we don't know, like you guys are saying, we don't know what, 
their intention was about it. You know what I mean? There, there, there's something that we, we can guess all we want, you know, but the, the ritual is something totally that we may have no idea about. And it might not have even been a ritual. It could have just been a rogue person saying, fuck this shit. I did find it really curious that the day before that it happened, um, <laughs> that one of the, uh, forget her name off the top of my head, but someone in Georgia was running for office. And yeah, did she, she, had posted on, she had posted on Twitter that they should destroy the stones. Oh, and then that's right. Less than 24 hours later, the stones are destroyed. Yeah, she was running on that as her platform. I saw, I actually, yeah, I saw that on, a, I think if Andy from Deep Share, like, he tweeted her shit or something, and he's like, I actually checked to see if she won. Well, she, <laughs> she better change her platform if she still... I was like, maybe she got salty, and that's why she brought it down. <clears throat> awesome. <laughs> it's, like, yeah, she just, it's like her promotion video to get into office. Yeah, she's like, I didn't win. <laughs> Fuck you, I'm taking down the Guidestones. Yeah. <laughs> like the next promo video will be just her with like a, you know, one of those yeah. big TNT boxes <laughs> from like the cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> next time it's, next time they go to, she goes to run again, she'll have like the actual video of her planting it there. And she's like, yeah, those came down. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think she, she lost. I think she was running on that platform in May or something like talking about like, ah, get rid of this satanic like stuff. And uh, yeah, she lost, but yeah, that's a, Hey, wait, Hey, look what I did. I took, I wasn't even voted in. Look, I took it down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would. <laughs> the best thing was, the best thing that would probably be that actually, if that was to happen is that she was actually never there and she faked that just to fucking lie to get popular. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she really didn't even do it either. <laughs> now that's a politician. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's some shit a politician would do. Oh, yeah. The masters are mind fucks. Mm-hmm. You know what I, you know what I, I, I think it's the best thing that I've heard that was from my boy, Sean McCann. One time I was doing a live and we were talking about politicians or something. He says the difference between them and Hollywood is that they're just not as attractive. Oh. <laughs> Both fucking paid actors and scumbags. They're just ugly ones. <laughs> that's what I think. That's what he said. He's like, they're, they're the ugly people who didn't get into acting or some shit like that. It was fucking yeah. hilarious. I, I was know. like, you know, you're kind of right, actually, because I mean, the same thing, you're just play, playing a character. You're fucking playing a role the whole fucking time you're on screen. Yeah, you're actually a better actor because you got to play that fucking role every time you step out of your house, um, not just when the camera's rolling. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, that's and, true. And uh, a fun fact, some of them are pretty damn good looking because me and Sean were saying if anybody was to play Lucifer that was a politician, it should have been Gavin Newsom. Oh, well, I don't know about good looking. He just looks like the devil. <laughs> he does look like <laughs> the devil, right? in human form. But um, <laughs> and everybody's been talking about uh, again. It, we, they got brought back up the the Nancy Pelosi knockers. I've been seeing those memes go back around. Hey, yeah. someone had a good one. What's was that? Ryan had a good one where it was a video of just like slamming, and it was like uh, slamming the knock the titty down, and had Pelosi's face over, it and it was a Georgia guy stuff. <laughs> that was pretty good, man. <laughs> I didn't see that one. That I gotta go check for that. I'll send it to you later. Man, so. When you guys got out, how did you, did you guys know each other um, before you um, got out of the occult or did you guys meet each other after? After. After. And um, I'm assuming you guys became good friends because you started a podcast together. So what was the reason behind that? 
He's just very tolerant. He's <laughs> 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 just a very tolerant guy. Well, it's so like the the story basically goes is that I I had gotten out of the secret society, and um, of course I was still looking up all the conspiracy stuff even after I got out because I was like, okay, um, well obviously secret societies are another psyop on their own. A lot of them are teaching you wrong things. And that's just to gather everybody up who's interested in the occult and lie to them so that they don't look into things independently. So, you know, one day I'm like driving to work and um, I was listening to uh, William Ramsey's pod. No, it was Lift the Veil podcast. And, uh, you know, kind of a regular listener. And a New York Patriot was one. And his story, what he told was my story too. I understood exactly where he was coming from, why he left, how he got into it. I like pulled over on the side of the road and sent him a message and was like, hey man, I would love to talk to you because I have a very similar experience. I think like two days later, we were just talking the shit all day and just, you know, realized that we had the exact same story and you know why not make a podcast out of it yeah that's awesome dude i'm glad that you guys did come together so uh, who's my first guest on my show when i had because when i started my own show i actually did my own shit at the beginning oh really and then yeah yeah because i was just by myself and then uh i had him on as a guest and you know i was just like you know this could be so much better if there was like two people trying to like kind of with the same aim Right. And I was like, I'll just use my show as to have guests on. And I was like, I, you know, asked him, I was like, do you want to do this? Because I was just like, when, when I had him on, I just, we just clicked really well. And I was like, this is just, you know, this is too good to be true. So mm-hmm. I was like, fuck it, let's do it, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And he was down for it. And uh, it's been a lot of fun uh, learning a lot. Very eye opening too. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would say that I've probably learned more um in the last year and a half about conspiracy and stuff than i had for you know uh, years before that combined uh, we something that's cool that we both do is uh kind of accidentally we don't even mean to do it it's just natural with the process of the podcast we push each other to look into stuff deeper and deeper to find things that other people who are doing similar subjects might have missed and take a different approach to researching occultism in these different secret societies so I'm curious what kind of um, rituals did you guys get to see? Because I'm sure you didn't get to see everything, right? You have to like, it, is there like levels that you have to work up to, right? I mean, they didn't like make you take your robes off and do gay shit, right? <laughs> Not gay shit, no. no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. But they made you take your robes off? Oh, yeah. Oh, for yeah. sure. Dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh man, I would have left right then and there. I think. <laughs> I mean, I almost didn't. I almost didn't play football in high school because I didn't want to shower in front of everybody. <laughs> well, I can understand that, man. I get it. <laughs> yeah, not to get like crazy emotional about it or or down that you know mindset, but us talking in the very beginning, a lot of other people don't have that experience of what it's like to go through a secret society. It's like it. It's one of the groups that's not really paid attention to in you know society think about how many people are in these groups and they've left and they have no resources you know um if you have uh, let's say you know um what is it called narcon like 
Nar Narcotics Anonymous, right? If you've oh, gone yeah. through this trauma, you can go to a group, you can sit down and talk about your experience. AA, you can do the same thing. You, you have people that you can reach out to and you know they have the same experiences. Secret societies, it's a deeply traumatic experience that a lot of people uh, are going through. And then when they leave, there's no resources for them. So us talking, I was like, holy shit, like, we, you know, you had to take your robes off too, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, would you say it's like, a, um, not similar. I mean, like how they were like, how like people that leave Scientology kind of feel, you know, except they make you alienate every, cause they kind of infiltrate your whole family. That's would probably be the only difference is that your whole family's in and they don't allow you to talk to any of them afterwards. Um, or also like a frat, you know what I mean? Except I'm not saying like, I'm saying same level, but not like you could talk to it. Cause I do agree. There's no, there's no group for men. Like, Hey man, you should be another cold too. Oh yeah, me too. Like I get that. So that <laughs> connection probably is huge to be able to talk about all that. <laughs> I, think some of that, understand. that I think that's a good way that the OTO gets a lot of people is the camaraderie and the, the uh, being welcomed and, you know, liked. And, uh, once you, I mean, technically, when you take Minerva, you're not a, a member yet. You're a special guest, you know, it's a guest, an honored guest. They might start calling you sibling or brother or sister or whatever, or bro. They might start calling you that then. They're really not supposed to because you're not a member yet. That's supposed to happen at the first degree. But like when I took Minerva, they're already calling me that. And I was like, oh, I must be special. They like me. It's just yeah. the fucking system. Mm -hmm. It's just like the people just throw shit out of their mouths anyway, just to sound cool or to fit in. Like, you know, people just say it just to say it. People say 93 all the fucking time. Like it's like a, an AA meeting. Yeah. A, a fucking OTO. But I think, uh, yeah, the camaraderie will get you, uh, I think, and kind of um, keep you coming a little bit more than maybe you normally would have. Sure. Mm -hmm. I think that's one way of getting you sucked in. When you're like people that you connected with inside there that, like you said, like the camaraderie where you're like, man, this dude's cool, man. I chopped it up with him a lot. Like what would make you uh, kind of like more want to go? Um, there was a kid from Long Island. I still talk to him sometimes. Uh, he has a podcast too, actually on, on magic. though. <laughs> okay. Uh, and um, he's still on the OTO. I think he's actually like a, I think he actually has like a title there. You know, um, I, I know when I got banned, he knew about it and he messaged me right away because he got the email because he's always was an officer of the lodge. So like, he, you know, he would actually know this stuff. And it was so funny. He sent me a fucking text. He's like, you happy now? <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, but like, yeah, I, um, I, him and like, there was uh, another dude that I, that I knew from that's out in the boroughs that I, even after I left, I still hung out with the orphan for a little bit. And there was a, yeah, a couple of people that I had became close to, but uh, I mean, I never practiced magic with any of them. You know, the other dude that I hung out with a bunch of times, we would just like talk shit and smoke weed. Um, but, uh, and they were all kind of, there was like maybe three or four people that I was really cool with. And to be totally honest with you, it's on, it's really because they're kind of different than everybody else. My opinion that lodge is just, it's like a magnet for a liberal mindset. You know, it's very left. You have like open socialists and communists there. You have, you know, people that are just very liberal minded. <laughs> I mean, and if you live like that, you're not going to know what real magic is. So I mean, that's yeah. a whole other fucking, you know, it's another reason why I left realizing that, but um, it's very like that. And uh, yeah, 
it, it, it's it kind of it, people can get wrapped up in that shit real easily too do either one of you guys uh fear uh speaking out about this at all is there people that um will come after you for talking about it, this stuff i mean for me i'll answer real quick any i mean there's some things like all right maybe i won't go on my own show I won't go off about the the initiations because then it's like fuck it. i mean you know now they might give us a dmca slap again somebody else's show i don't give a fuck but i mean to be totally honest with you like certain things like what i've seen done there and what i can say is nothing bad it's yeah. it really it's my experiences and what I think magic is, is what made me realize that place is bad. So now it's really all just my idea or my opinion or my theory. I'm not giving out an exact lodge. I'm not giving out exact names and I'm not giving out uh, an address. So I am not actually impeding anybody's will. This is all my idea and my theory, really. Right. You know, I didn't see nobody getting fucking raped or anybody killed or any fucking yeah. crazy shit. No, you know, I didn't, I didn't see sex. You know, I mean, I didn't see any of that crazy shit that I can come out and say that, you know, might actually raise problems for them. I honestly can't say that. It's just, I did. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's no, you can't hide. I mean, that, that, that leftist ideology is in that place. You know, plenty of people will say that. So they can't even get mad at me for that. Fuck you. I'm sorry. But I mean, it's just quite uh, it's prevalent. You right. know? So, I mean, that's like the worst thing that I might say, really. Everything else of my idea of magic and why I left there is because of my experiences with magic and why I don't agree with that place. I could, for all I know, I'm wrong, but it's my opinion. Right. Yeah. So it's not like you're, you guys are out here giving uh, away secrets. That I'm, I mean, that's doing anything that I, I could see somebody. And, and honestly, depending on who it is, really, I wouldn't be too fucking worried about it. Anybody that I knew of personally from the lodge that I went to, no, nobody's going to show up where I live. And if they did, like I said, odds are I'm not going to be worried about it because, like, it was like one or two Antifa dudes. That's how it was going to show up. <laughs> <laughs> and that's part of you what know, they want like you to be afraid of. They want you to be in fear of leaving. And they make you take all these crazy oaths that don't mean shit because you, 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 at, at those early stages, you have no idea what you're agreeing to or giving that oath to. So how can you therefore be held to you know the repercussions of that oath and they're lying about a lot of the information that they tell you so it's invalid from the first place because you know you're in grade one okay this is what this means okay grade two sorry what we told you before in grade one uh, that was um a hidden message here's what it really means so it's always this bait and switch and uh you know it constantly gets more mysterious and, you know, the deeper you go, you realize the things you were told in the beginning, um, it, it was either false or there was no way for you to understand it from the beginning. So you can't be held to an oath for that. Yeah, Sometimes that very even, some of the, even after like I've had like different experiences with like fucking around with magic and stuff. And I've even thought about like some of the things that they've said in initiations I've been in. I'm like, I don't even know if that like really was what i thought they were saying and like i don't even think it applies at this point either right <laughs> so speak sorry to say but that's my opinion too it's like yeah yeah speak it's almost like what sorry um you know? speaking of these oaths a lot of us truthers are, are really hung up on the fact that um some of our presidents like um 
uh, Bush was running against John Kerry. They were both Skull and Bones members. And you take an oath that if you have the opportunity to um, help your brother in a higher get into a higher position, position, then you must do that. And the oath we're told that they take supersedes any other oath that you take. So if a president takes the oath to, let's say, the skull and bones, is when he swears in as president, is the skull and bones oath more powerful to him than that oath of the president? Yeah, I would say so. I would assume so. I mean, especially, it depend, you know, I, I would assume, yeah, because I would also assume that politicians probably high enough up in there to where it matters to like, who the, you know. Yeah. yeah. That, that's going to supersede. That's going to be their, that, that's going to be the underlying agenda of why they're in that position. Yeah. And one group that we looked into, this is a perfect example of what we're talking about. Uh, we looked into one group that is very unknown um, but very important with a lot of very powerful members. And they're called the Royal Order of the Jesters. Now, okay, the only way that you can get into this order is first you have to be a Mason of a certain degree. Then you have to be a Shriner. Now, you, you can't be a Shriner without being a Mason first. So you know, once you get into the Shriners, then there's this secret inner order called the Jesters. And uh, it's all built, or it's all, I would say every one of the members is either a judge, a lawyer, uh, a cop, a sheriff, uh, CIA, FBI, the most important influential people that you can possibly imagine, right? Again, it's invite, invite only, so you can't apply to get into it. They have to ask you to get into this order. Now, during the initiation of that order, they say, that you will do whatever it takes to protect other jesters, uh, like through hell and high water. And even if another jester has committed serious crimes, you will cover for him. And um, yeah, it's the same concept of what you were just talking about. You know, the order, whatever order that is, it it's supersedes anything else. And Lux, you were talking about like um, how you were saying that you that that these occult play are like psyops right and when you're saying that you're kind of meaning like if you're not fitting that certain bill or you're not this important role or this uh super compliant person that they can because obviously you can't just let everybody join these things i think they let a lot of people join them so they have some like you know pull and make people want to and then they kind of weed through people right like there are certain people like that's why you have to go through so many steps if you're going to go through uh, you know all those steps to become a gesture then then obviously you're going to be loyal and i think that's the point right exactly i feel and, like yeah, once you get to with- that once you get to that you're you're pretty well indoctrinated that you don't care anyway i might be uh, i could be just repeating lux i may not remember everything he said just now but i think uh he you have to be asked to like if you want to become an, uh, a royal order of the jester or even the order of quatrical not to go too far off but those two you have to be like asked so like they're already picking who they want mm-hmm. if they say yes they've already picked the person anyway Right. You know, so like they already handpicked who they want for whatever reason before you even get up there because you can't you can't petition or ask to become one. They have to ask you. Yep. That even starts to happen in the OTO. Right? From my experience, if you want to go above, the, you know, like if you want to hit the fifth degree, whatever, you have to be asked. You can't you can't petition anymore. Is the you know, fifth- and, then there, and then there starts to become things that come along with the certain degrees that you have to do in order to keep going. 
Is the fifth degree the highest in the OTO? No, it's 12. Oh, well, a total of 13, but I mean, it's the 12th. So, I mean, you know, you got seven more after that. I mean, at the fourth one, you're already a perfected magician. So what the fuck is the rest of that? Right. There's that number 13 again. Fuck. And would you say like a lot of elitists? Like, that's what I was thinking. Like, you let everybody join, right? So it can, ah, we're just, it's almost like if you think of a gang or the the motorcycle clubs, we're like, oh, we just do this. You know, we're here for the community. That way you have people uh, that are like, yeah, man, I was amazing for years. It's nothing, man. Like, I think that's the best cover, right? Because then you can have um, conversations with people and they're like, dude, all we did, it was like a big drinking party, you know? And and if you can't have too many people involved in these things, because obviously uh, when you go, that's why it has to go through these steps. And like you said, you got to get that call. And then it just seems that like all these bloodlines, when we go through like deep uh, uh, occultic uh, groups and secret societies that it's always revolved around these certain, not just bloodlines, but like you said, like people in certain positions, like every position uh, is something important, whether it's a president or, a, you know what I mean? Uh, a Senator, Congressman, judge, you know, fill in the blank roles that are playing society and that can actually dictate society. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And the way that we often talk about it is like, you know, if you look at the Masons, the Rosicrucians, the Jesters, Order of Quetzalcoatl, uh, Order of, um, of Malta, you know, on and on and on, they all have slightly different personalities as a group from each other. And what that's doing is it's casting a very wide net. And then uh, they're able to, for the Masons, they can attract the person who would be a typical Mason. Then they vet them, they see what they believe, then they determine how far they go up in the ranks. Doesn't matter if you stay at a lower level for them, as long as they can keep you in their grip for a while, while you're not going and looking off, you know, doing other stuff, it's fine. They'll keep you stagnant in that order while they promote other people in the order who have more similar ideas to like the, the heart of what they really want to promote um, in the order. And it's just a giant net to capture everyone who could be interested in occultism, fraternities, whatever. Um, and then they just use it as a giant vetting process. For the same thing, you like how there's different fraternities, but all, but they all go to the same fucking college type of thing. So that like, is there like all these different orders, but the higher ups really like, you know, like, I don't even, I'm like the Bilderbergs or something like that. Is that like, are they all like branches of the same big head? Exactly. So, so basically, okay, well that just answered that question then. <laughs> Never mind. It's kind of yeah. like minor <laughs> leagues, right? Like minor leagues. And then you, you show promise, you can get promoted to the next league and then mm-hmm. until you become the professionals. Right. Yeah. And then you can each, you can even see that each order has a different role. We were looking into the order of Quetzalcoatl. They do a lot of this strangely child transportation across the globe. Then you see the order of the jesters. They have been busted by what, like was oh, it it's three like countries in Y of, of human trafficking? Yeah, yeah. It was Brazil here and I think somewhere else. Yeah, that yeah, like we actually pulled up like I went on page and pulled up legal documents, like the shit's not fake. You know, it actually really happened. Like they have been busted, like trafficking, like underage kids in the country, in this country and in Brazil. Well, that's crazy that they've been busted. If like people are out there trying to protect them in these higher places, I guess you have to 
sacrifice somebody every once in a while to keep everything going, huh? Oh, it doesn't mean they got punished. It might have gone to court, but it was all of those cases. Nobody got anything. Oh. Yeah, or it was like probation or something. Yeah, nobody actually went to jail. I don't think at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the cases did exist. <laughs> yeah. And Jeffrey Epstein all over again, huh? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it. Yeah. You had um, you have the Shriners. They have a hospital. Then you have uh, a lot of the some of the Shriners and a lot of the jesters, in my opinion, were like one of the ones who kind of dressed up as the clowns too. Yeah. Uh, and then you have. Yeah, the jesters who were like kind of seemed like when we covered them seemed to be like a lot of like what Lux said before, a lot of like law, like something to do with law somehow, neither enforcing it or being involved in it somehow. Um, a lot of that. And then you have um, with Quetzalcoatl, now they're driving the vans for the Shriner hospitals to transport kids, supposedly. And they actually have like on the corner of the van, it says uh, fuck, donated by Q or the order of Q or something on it like that and they actually had this shit on their sites so i was taking pictures i was like i can't believe this these motherfuckers actually are driving vans supposedly for the shriners mm-hmm. how dare them use q <laughs> and and take a look well, we actually covered that as being a by order quatsicoto q and on are you serious yeah okay please um we have like a seven part series that we covered on fucking q and on as being a psyop yeah well- <laughs> I mean, I, I'm a I'm a huge Q guy, and, and definitely have people, <laughs> sorry. I have people. Hey, don't worry, I'm not. It's a I, I, it's me, a we argue all the time. I tell them all. I got my own theories because uh, I talk a lot about the uh, Cass Sunstein paper, uh, cognitive infiltration, where they talk about infiltrating um, in you know conspiracy groups, specifically uh, 9/11 Truther movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but would yeah. you say what's the most? Do you think there's one of these societies that is more dangerous than the other is there somebody that's running it or is it just they're all pulling uh, you know strings to be who's at the top of the mountain or is there someone that's really the most dangerous that's really kind of running things or do we not know i mean a lot of them they do try to outcompete each other um but they still are in the same camp you know and uh, yeah they just have a different role to play so it's just a giant car uh, and if one part of that car goes bad, then they can't move forward. So they're still always trying to work together to some extent. I will say one thing from, from us just having on the show. I used to discredit the Masons more. And I was a little surprised at some of the stuff that we found out on them uh, since we started our show. I was like, hmm, maybe they are actually a little bit more important than most people think. Um, is is it true that the Masons are are like the grandfathers of the Illuminati? I mean, I'm sure they. I think a lot of things have crossed over with that. A lot of right. things came from that. Yeah. If and if you look at like the background, the founding of the Masons, I mean, it goes all the way back to the building of Solomon's Temple. So they're very old. Um, so they have sort of seniority based on how old they are. Yeah. Um. Man, my- and if you look back on all these secret societies as well, Illuminati and Masons, like they all usually start from like a a, a weird outcome. Like, you know, the Illuminati, uh, they were kind of like going against the Jesuits because at the time the Jesuits were running everything. And Illuminati was like, you know, the, the guys at the pub, like, hey, man, we can't this this person, you know, because they were putting down that religious law so much. So I think in the, they're able to start these movements uh, over like usually totalitarian type 
governmenting, but then it turns into they are the now totalitarian government. Mm-hmm. It's like weird how that works. Yeah, infiltration, man. That's that's like tale as old as time. Um, the the damn what what were they called? The Knights Templar. Where do they come into play with this? Uh, to me, yeah, just it's another branch of masonry, just a very old branch of masonry. Um, again, a lot of uh, that story is huge and very complex, and uh, a lot of a lot of lies that are told about the the Templars, but um, they are not the good guys. I'll tell you that. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I was just curious if they just rebranded themselves and they're still around. Oh, they, they definitely do. It's the constant rebranding of all the different orders. You know, and that's 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 the point is that, okay, so take a look at like, you know, uh, late, eight, late 18th century, like early 19th century, you see this giant influx of brand new religions. You, you see uh, Mormonism, LDS, you know, all of these different religions in the United States are all being started. And it's because they have to diversify because once one group gets too much heat on them, then that group has to kind of lay low and they'll rebrand themselves and start a church or they'll start a new religion or something like that. So, um, yeah, they're always, it's like the mafia. When one group goes down, they lay low while the rest do their business and uh, separate because of, you know, that's the way it's structured. And then, you know, a couple decades later, they reemerge something else, something different, but it's at the, at the core of it, it's all the same stuff. They just label themselves something new to keep, you know, attention off of them. Yeah. You know what I I also want to bring up too. And uh, I don't know, like uh, in the golden dawn, maybe, maybe Lux would know, but like, I, I think like even in like certain Mason things, and I will say even in the OTO, I'm looking at it right now there can be like uh, in the OTO, there'll be like add-ons of certain degrees will give you like certain, I guess, names or, or things that you have attained. And like, you know, for the seventh, for the, sorry, the sixth degree, uh, you would be considered an illustrious knight Templar of the order of Kadosh. So like they're at least acknowledging, like you have another order acknowledging the knight's Templar for something. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's even interesting to know that like uh, there can be add-ons or like Knights Templar used in other orders. Right. As as a status, I guess. And they all feed into each other because that was, you know, when I first appeared on New York Patriots show for the first time, it was to talk about how I had found out the reason why I inevitably left the Golden Dawn was because through research while I was in it, I found out that our order directly connected to the OTO. So it's, it's always like one thing feeds into it to the other. Um, They appear different, but once they vetted you enough, you're going to go into another smaller inner order. And that was one thing I had said right off the bat with the golden dawn is that I was not interested in Thelema and then being in it for so long, finding out that that would be the end goal. You're going to go to a Thelemic (laughs) Uh, you know inner order that's what made me kind of leave but yeah it's it's they all feed into each other almost like democrats and republicans you know 
One one year, one term, it's the Republicans' fault, and the next term, it's the Democrats' fault, and then we get in this endless cycle because we're seeing the new enemy. So I'm sure they do that with the societies as well. It makes sense to keep rebranding yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, even even with the the eighth degree, you become a perfect pontiff of the Illuminati. So I mean, you even got the Illuminati yeah. it's fucking OTO, you know, initiations degrees. That's insane. So it's 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 exactly what George Carlin said. It's one giant club that that we're not in, huh? Yeah, the eighth degree. There's two things: there's a perfect pontiff of the Illuminati, and then you can come be can become the epops of the Illuminati. See, that's funny. I was just in an argument with this uh, gentleman uh, during Fourth of July, and he was saying that the Illuminati doesn't exist anymore. They've been long gone, and. Uh, I just told him, no, they're around. They just rebrand themselves under different names. And he was like, you're full of shit, dude. I think you just, you look into this shit way too much. You just need to go home, put your tinfoil hat on type of thing. But um, what you guys are telling me is they're they're still alive and well, basically. They're, they're involved. They have a hand in all of these secret societies, then I would say. If not specifically involved, their beliefs or their ideas, or maybe their, their theory. It's It's like they add a little bit more to to the book, right? They're like, oh, I like this rule right here that they, I think too, like it's been perfect because how everybody thinks that uh, everything in Hollywood is every single person in Hollywood, everybody in music, everybody that has done anything is definitely attached to the Illuminati. And I think that the Illuminati has been a veil for a lot of people. Like, you know, there was that whole push for a while in the early 2000s where everybody was decoding every video and saying everybody's Illuminati. And I think that's like the perfect cover, you know, because there could be a lot of low level people, but none of these people are actually making decisions, you know, and I think that's what's the point. And then you got a lot of people that leaned into it that necessarily weren't even in it, you know, uh, uh, my co-host was a, a Mason, you know what I mean? He was a Mason for a while. And uh, there's some stuff he told me that he wouldn't like, you know, we don't really talk about, but he kind of gave me a little insight of it as well. And then to find out that I found out um, recently, actually, while I started doing my podcast and this podcast, that uh, my grandpa was a 33 degree Mason and that they wanted me to be uh, when I was little, uh, they wanted my uh, me to be in some, I forgot, uh, was it the Shriner? I don't know. It's the, the little a little secret society for kids like it's before the masons i don't know what it was called again i can't think of it off the top of my head well i dated a job's daughter in high school so i don't know what the 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 boys are called but i know for the the girls it's called job's daughter oh shit i remember that remember that i remember somebody like that too all right man you guys got me all ruffled up here you you said (laughs) q's connected with with this order and everything so you being the New York Patriot, uh, is Trump a good guy or a bad guy? They all look fucking us, man. Yeah. All- <laughs> it takes both wings on that bird to flap to go anywhere. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, you good? I don't want to go into it too much, but I mean, oh man, go ahead. That's, that's what- the fucking the guy brings not- us the vaccination and lets the left enforce it. I mean, what the fuck? You guys are playing fucking games together. True. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of red flags that I see, you know, I'm just holding yeah. on to that. The, the, well, I, mean, I also think Trump's an occultist probably himself. So, well, his I mean, kids I'm went totally to Jesuit school. The only reason I ever got into following Q at all is because I realized there was occultism behind it and thought like, oh, this is a good, good guy versus bad guy and realized like, no, this shit is all crap. It's it's riddled. I mean, if it, you're using gematria, you're using magic now. I mean, this is. Yeah. 
Well, then we're all fucked because everybody's like, Ron DeSantis is the man. And I'm like, nah, dude, I fucking see him. Like he praises the Jesuit. He's like totally in this shit and he's just playing a fucking role. And that's the goal of the whole thing, right? Prior to 2016, um, those in important positions within secret societies, like you just said, Bush was in Skull and Bones. Um, so was his father, John Kerry. Many, many politicians are involved in these higher level secret societies. They more or less, along with other groups like think tanks, they try to predict how the public will react to certain situations. They want to be able to invoke a reaction and invoke a magic, magical term to get the approval um, or to create some type of chaos or to create some a, a new agenda that the public will react to. Um, and when you look at Trump, you know, when we were like right before that, everybody was at the all time high of conspiracy theory and everybody was like, oh, my God, you know, we need somebody outside, someone way different than these corporate politicians. And then here comes Trump and he was the answer to it. And so many people, including myself, other conspiracy guys, we bought into it because we were like, maybe this is hope. Maybe this could be something different. And then you know, as time went on, we realized it's not very different because you got Bolton coming in, you know, war hawk, you got all these crazy, you know, events happening, where, you know, Trump pushing out the vaccine. And it just kind of became clear. It was like, this was a guy to codify us, to make the people who were in the conspiracy community so wrapped up in the Q stuff that we didn't want to look past it because we didn't want to, we, did, we didn't want to be wrong. And um, I mean, it, it definitely worked for, for me at least. And I don't I'm not like a professional in the entire experience or the entire uh, timeline, but man, after the research that we did with uh, Cicada 3301 and QAnon, the origins of where it came from, the guys involved around QAnon, it was uh, a psyop. And it was James Watkins says it all. Uh, you have QAnon doing drops yeah. about fucking people, uh, child trafficking and child porno and all this shit. But the guy who actually is the owner of the site that you're dropping on and that has child pornography sites and is the first motherfucker to ever import Japan porn, which at the time in Japan, the carols were allowed to fuck at 14. So this guy technically could have been importing Japanese child pornography at that time. Oh, shit. How the fuck does QAnon not know that? The guy's site they're posting on is a pedophile himself. How the fuck mm. do they not know that? He looks like a fucking pedophile, too. And, and he lives in the Philippines where he can fuck fucking 13-year-olds. I think he's back in the United States now, if I'm not mistaken. But, damn it, you guys are breaking my heart here. <laughs> and it's... <laughs> Just I mean, that one dude just blows my just shatters the whole thing when I realized that shit. Okay. Yeah, and you know the reason why I kind of take the stance that I do about you know Trump, QAnon, all that is because they knew in 2016 that people were not going to stand for corporate politicians like Clinton, right? And they were uh, we were on the verge of people literally revolting because we were so sick and tired of. Uh, you know, Bush telling us that things are going to get better. 
and then Obama saying that things are going to get better. But meanwhile, he's bombing people all over the world. Things never seemed to change. So they wanted to present something brand new and fresh. But the entire reason why is so that they can keep you focused on voting for the next person in hopes that that person will, will make giant changes. Because as long as you, as long as people are fixated on just, well, maybe there's hope in just putting a vote in, then you're never going to take actual action for yourself. Do you know what I mean? You're not going to organize and figure out like, fuck, we're in a terrible position. So we just leave it up to this one guy and we believe and follow everything he says. It's the savior complex. It's just, you know, moving, moving the, uh, the goalposts, just one more thing down, you know, down the field. They want to make sure that you stay focused on not believing in yourself, your community, people around you, organizing and, and fixing problems, but just putting it a vote and hoping that somebody saves it. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, I'm surprised really- F- FBI hasn't come knocking on my door yet because I think the past few episodes I've been saying everybody that has a fucking gun needs to go to their state capital and turn around and and guard the state capital and say this is ours and we're not leaving until fucking shit changes and if cops show up and say put down your guns no fuck you you put down your guns we have more of us and if what's the point of having all these guns in this country if we're just going to sit back and be pussies and watch all this shit happen i'm not saying to go shoot anybody but i'm saying exercise your right to carry your fucking weapon and make make more noise than standing out there with a writing on a fucking stick Mm-hmm. And then they sealed the deal with January 6th to make sure that that's no longer a possibility. All part of the PSYOP. So people actually went to the Capitol. They pro- that was all part of the, the agenda to make sure that if people take any action like that, that they're going to be labeled domestic terrorists and put in prison for fucking five years. Oh, yeah. They're plus- still in there on trespassing charges. Yeah, but plus, um, not only that, like to me, I've always seen it as like, I tell people all the time, I've said it like probably numerous times, it's the polarization, right? You got to have two sides because then you, it's so polarized that you can't, a leftist can't talk to a righty, you know what I mean? Like they, Uh they can't communicate, they can't find any unification that that's the point is they don't want us to unify because then I might be telling them like, Hey man, we should do this. Like, man, forget what this guy, he's against abortion. He's against this. And then vice versa, same thing. Oh, these people are all about killing babies. And so we're never going to be able to communicate and communication is the biggest thing in anything, any, any kind of relationship, friends, uh, marriage, uh, you know, like living in a society with people. And that's what I think they're constantly doing is breaking our communication lines so that we can't formulate because it's not just about going to the capital and being armed it's about actually talking to people and being able to change their mind not even change their mind but just so hey man do you think this is right do you think this is wrong but now we can't even get to that level because everybody's like already at a, a hundred on this way nope you're wrong like and and then that's what the january 6th did because now they were like look see look at these trump guys Look, I told you they were domestic terrorists. And now the left was like, yep. And, and, and it continues that cycle of everybody. That's why you hear nothing but slogans with all these shits. Like, oh, da, da, da. like no one's actually having conversations. Well, let's say that the FBI isn't the one to blame for January 6th. Let's just hypothetically speaking, say that people actually went in there on their own, which I don't agree with. But since they did, they fucked up. They shouldn't have fucking left. They should have held their ground and and actually did something to make a change because all it did was make headlines. And now, now we got cackling Kamala fucking Harris out there 
comparing <laughs> shit to 9-11 and Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, fuck all those people, man. So, <laughs> <laughs> so are we completely fucked or, or is there still hope for the average person or are we just going down this, this, uh, slide and there's no getting back up it and eventually it's going to be one world uh, new world order oh, Man, that's a that's a loaded one <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean you can you can come at that with so many different angles uh i think a big part of it is you know i think what well <clears throat> i guess i can say what i've seen happen as well which i think is a problem and it's kind of like what you guys were saying, but like it is really in the last you know, four or five, six years, we've really been made to really become dependent on a savior now all of a sudden. And like neither the left thinks it's going to be the Democrats and science or the right thinks it's going to be QAnon and Trump. We are all uh, like looking for a fucking savior so fucking hard. And we're just mind fucked by all this shit on the news and then trying to figure this out and that out. And like most part of it, I think, is just to mind fuck you like that. Right. And, and it, and it you takes your vibration. It takes yeah. our vibrations down and we're not, mm -hmm. we're not, we're not functioning on the high frequencies that we should be func functioning on because we're so caught up in the shit that's destroying our louche. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think if you just, I mean, honestly, I think if people really stopped feeding into a lot of that bullshit, I think eventually they realize like, okay, it's not getting the attention anymore. I, you know, or at least make you happier, I'm sure. But just not feeding into the bullshit anymore, I think is a good start at least. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think there is hope. It's just, uh, I think people need to start becoming a little bit more independent and, and start thinking like empathetically instead of sympathy. Yeah. Cause it, I mean, when I get into this, I, I, I dive down deep, deep. And then, and then I get so fucking frustrated. Like I went on, I, I didn't get out of bed for like three days, man. I just drank straight and I was like, what the fuck am I doing with myself? So like, I had to pull myself out of it. I had to quit. I had to like quit looking into the shit went and got a gym membership and I'm trying to like not focus it on it as much because I feel like it's draining anything positive that's in me, even though I feel like I'm out there fighting the good fight, but what am I really fighting for? If I'm not healthy myself, how am I going to, how am I going to give everybody else the best me to fight? Yeah. And that's the whole reason behind the magic is they don't want you to do that. They don't want you to look inside. They want us all to be looking for someone to come and save us. They want us to keep us in this crazy fear mindset where every time we turn on the news, every time we turn on our fucking radios, every time that we go down the street, we feel way more divided and separated from each other, right? You, you worried about the next school shooter. You're worried about, you can't go to a fucking July 4th parade because there might be something that happens there. They keep you in a constant state of fear. And fear is a very negative and harmful vibration for all of humanity to live in. And if we liberate ourselves just individually from that vibration of fear, that's what these powers are so afraid of. That's why they spend so much money. That's why they spend so much time. That's why they run an agenda for fucking decades, generations to keep people in that mindset because they know how powerful we are as soon as we liberate ourselves from being in that fearful mindset. So uh, just doing small steps to take ourselves away from that, T 
taking a, just a, a walk in the woods, go meditate, like look inside, stop looking for, you know, someone to come and save all of us. We can save ourselves. Get out of the your mindset. Like I, I'm just as guilty as everyone else. And it's a process. It's difficult. It's shitty and it's hard. And it's much easier to look to someone that you can throw a vote at and think they're going to save things so that you can just totally ignore your personal responsibility on the impact of how you interact with people around you, your community, et cetera, that, you know, once you gain that power within yourself to have peace and to know that you're independent of that system, for fuck's sake, man, that's when we really truly become uh, a real community. That's how we really fight back. Man, that was well said. Like, that was... Yeah, I think that's the best way to, like, I tell people all the time, too, like, Go be happy, man. Like, I feel like every day that I have a happy day that I'm winning, like, I'm beating it because not only is my good energy coming to me, I'm going to spread it to other people. I'm going to, like, push it off instead of having this fear. And I think the other problem is where people have gotten so trapped in not just the fear, but they've gotten trapped in the team psychology of, like, oh, we won, you know? Like, oh, that's us. So, that, like, people got to step back. And I think that's our jobs as people that are on podcasts and people that are talking to a lot of people is to change the narrative, switch it on people. People like stop saying the same arguments like, oh, you're a murderer for abortion or, oh, it's my body, my choice. Start throwing things out there where people can see it on a more diff- uh, a nu- nuanced level instead of like black, white, like, oh, it has to be this way that where they're like, oh, you know what? I, I kind of see that. Like, you know, it- it- instead of like going at a rabbit right away, everybody go, oh, yeah, because I'm going to dunk on the, oh, yeah, we fucking started, we fucking won. Like, yeah, they took our job. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah the, no, the whole pick a team thing, real mindset is a is a huge one. I, I you know, it causes people to start being defi- you know, dividing and not talking anymore. You know, when it's like everybody's fucking pointing the finger at each other instead of being like, well, who's the motherfuckers got us pointing the fingers at each other? Yeah, you know, we need to look at that. We need to start actually stop picking teams and actually like maybe try to figure things out together. You know, once we're okay ourselves, you know, like, and, and yeah. make a fucking difference. You know, teams are so attractive, though, because like for people like me, like I was going down these rabbit holes by myself for so long and everybody thought I was a fucking nut job, you know, family members, friends, everybody. And then QAnon comes out and I'm like, oh, shit, there's a community of people like me. I'm not the only mm-hmm. fucking nut job out here. And it gave me hope that like there was going to be some sort of a, a collaboration with all of us. And like we have this guy talking to us through a black cube or fucking ai or god knows whatever it is now now i'm finding out it was the the quince or where'd it come from the Dakota. quince secret society well you're already on a team man you're on team human man i think that's what we got to remember like you're already on a team we're you're on team like like uh that's what I tell people too. Is like, also, let's stop doing this, walking around with our head down. Go say hi to everybody. Go tell a joke to the person that, that you're buying your beer from at 7-Eleven, or when you're checking out at the grocery store. Like commute, like that's man, that changes the world so much. Like people want to. I know it's like in our instincts that we have to do these big things to change the world, man. It's usually something little. Like imagine some of these mass shooters. Uh, I know there was that guy in Buffalo that supposedly talked to the other guy, and and to me, a lot of that's like some ritual MK Ultra. That's a whole other level. But I'm just saying for the most part. 
you could change someone's whole day. Like I remember one time I was walking, I, I was actually riding my bike to work, went to the gas station, got cigarettes. Uh, I saw this homeless dude outside. I was like, ah, I'm gonna give this dude five bucks. I walked over to him. I talked to him for about uh, like five, 10 minutes, maybe like 15. And I was like, Hey man, I gotta get to work. You know, I was like, Hey, here's that $5, you know, like, like here's $5. That's why I whole reason I came over there and he's like, well, no, 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 man, I don't want that. And I was like, no, nah, man, this is the whole reason I came over to give you this fun. He's like, no, man, you don't understand you sitting here and having a conversation with me changed everything. He's like, nobody will talk to me. Everybody alienates me. Mm. You listen to me. You, you treated me like a human being. And, and, and that's more valuable than that $5. I mean, I had made him take the $5 too, but that changed my, my life, my mindset. I was like, wow, man, that could change. Like right now his day, like he still had to sleep on the streets, but at least he felt like a human for a little bit and knew that he right. had a connection with, with uh, the rest of the world. Yeah. That's powerful. And that's that, that loose that they're constantly trying to take away from us with the fear porn that they're shoving down our throats constantly, man. Um, we try to keep it at an hour and a half and, just at the end always just starts to get good you guys came <laughs> on you crushed it you killed it uh please please plug uh where people can go check out your podcasts i know you each got your own thing going on and uh i i want to thank you in advance for coming on white rabbit and we would love to have you guys back on and dive down like a certain rabbit hole or topic or something definitely not a problem well i even said I, you guys can definitely jump on my show too if you want to cover a topic yeah we would love to yeah, I had a good time with you guys. Good chat. Awesome. So where can people go find you? Uh, New York, we'll, we'll start. Oh, uh, the New York Patriots show. Oh. Um, it's on all major podcasts. Uh, there, I'm on a tour and more, the YouTube, which will have my show, Lux's show, and the Occult Rejects all on that one YouTube. I'm on that. And then a bit shoot and rumble. Um, I do need to add it to our show notes, I guess. Uh a fan that I ended up having on my show a few times ended up starting their own podcast called spiritual gangsters. And it's a little bit more of like people talking about like their spiritual, I guess, uh, path or their awakening, not so much conspiracy. Uh, I am a co-host of that now too. So that's called spiritual gangsters. Nice. Uh, on there as well. And then Lux, I guess you can plug uh, your stuff and the occult rejects. Yeah. Honestly, the best way to find our content, uh, we kind of combine uh, everything from Lux Rising podcast, uh, New York Patriot, and the Occult Rejects on to tour and more uh, on YouTube. So it's spelled T-O-R and more. And um, yeah, just got to be careful with the spelling because I think there's already somebody yeah, else with tour and more. Yeah, <laughs> before I, didn't us. I, was, I didn't even think of like, you know, who's going to come up with this fucking name? Yeah. <laughs> What's funny is you guys just uh, crushed me with the QAnon and two... <laughs> white rabbit I, oh you can't see it. it used to be spelled with a 17 in it and i just you know i just rebranded it two days ago to take the 17 out of our oh. logo i noticed that when we were talking but you know what i i you know i swear God, i was like well i got patriot in my name and then, you know it was because i was kind yeah. of going on but kind of wasn't and i was like i know it's bullshit now so i mean maybe he thinks the same thing too but i noticed the 17 and i was like oh well, I had to do that because there was I another, totally forgot. There was another podcast called White Rabbit, but we're bigger than they are now. So I'm like, fuck you. I'm taking, <laughs> I'm taking the real spelling. Okay. <laughs> but don't worry, uh, Catalyst has been taking L's on here like five weeks in a row, six weeks. Oh, we've been, oh, we've been, uh, hey, but he's got some good wins though, too, but just not on that, that, that boat. You know what I mean? That boat's been sinking, but I get that whole thing. But hey, man, 
Thanks for uh, 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 giving him another L. I really appreciate it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, listen, it happened. To, uh, I mean, listen, we were in a fucking occult, basically. I mean, almost. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean, listen, we got duped too, man. It's okay. It's, it's yeah. No, we all do. We all get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and here, here's the thing too that's important to remember about QAnon is that even with QAnon, I'm not going to ramble on about this, but you know, before we go off. QAnon, stuff that he was talking about, whoever it was, whatever information was shared, just because the person who was saying it might not be real, it doesn't mean it's not true. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, not, I'm not saying about like Michael Flynn coming like Superman to save the world and like, you know, put Trump back in office, like that kind of stuff. I'm saying the occult principles, the crazy stuff that he was talking about with uh, the, the the hidden aspects of our government and secret societies, a lot of that is true. And we can't throw all the baby out with the bathwater, right? We, we got to remember that even though um, that could have been a psychological operation in some way, the information that was being shared can be true. It's our responsibility to cipher through it and then to double check that homework and figure out what's what's actually real. Plus, it gave us an opportunity to like grasp uh, more more people, you know, like to kind of get them uh, thinking of our narrative. Because yeah, they might be into that, but now they're more, uh, you know. I think the occult, a lot of those elitists, kind of like uh, they look down on us and they don't think we're as smart as we are. And I think uh, they they underestimate us, and it may have gave they gave a lot of information to a lot of people that now we can kind of uh, get them to our narrative a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, you guys came, you crushed, and. Uh, I can't wait to have you guys back on. I'm going to leave the show with um, Blondie doing a Kamala Harris impression. If you wake up, okay, and don't want to smile, if it takes a little while, okay, uh, listen, open your eyes and look at the day. Okay, you gotta look at the day. <laughs> you do. <laughs> you will see things in a different way. Okay. Um, listen, full stop. Don't stop thinking about tomorrow. Okay. Stop, it'll soon be here. Okay. <laughs> it'll, be here. <laughs> it'll be here better than before. Okay, yesterday is gone. Yesterday is gone. Okay, it's gone. <laughs> and listen, full stop, it is gone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that just made my day. I am Catalyst <laughs> Jones. Keep digging down those rabbit holes. Control and caught up in the
this world I've wasted time, I've wasted breath I think I've thought myself to death I was born without this fear Now only this seems clear I need to move, I need to fight I need to lose myself tonight